Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is flowing from good. And now here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. And that's what we want to do, is shed the shackles of the past. Christ said, all who sin are slaves. So let's talk about what Christ said. Another way of saying it is, all who sin are subject to sin. Now, along with that, I want to tie in another little item, and that is that the ancient Israelitish people defined sin as missing the mark. You know, like if you're aiming an arrow at the bullseye and you your arrow goes astray, then you miss the mark. Well, it's a very profound thing, actually. See, here, maybe I can explain it to you. Everything that comes from God is good. If an action begins with God or from God, then it is good. But when we humans begin something not from God, then it's not good. It may be human, it may be decent enough, you know, just like animals do things, but it's not good. Now, how is it that we begin things other than from God? Well, it goes all the way back to the very beginning, to the Garden of Eden. Adam was created by the Creator from the dust of the earth, and into him God breathed the breath of life, and he created Eve, and they could have enjoyed from that beginning, with each step they took and each breath they took and with each beat of their heart and with everything that they saw in the beautiful world, this wonderful, wonderful earth upon which Adam was placed, everything would have been from the Creator and led back to the Creator. If you observe a bird or a beautiful flower, or something interesting in math or science, then it causes you to experience awe and wonder, then doesn't that bring you back to the creator of those things? Of course it does. And so everything good comes from God. And so beginning in good, each movement, each breath, each heartbeat, each thought, everything flows from that beautiful beginning. But you remember what happened in the garden. Something else was there. There was a serpent who spoke to Eve, and then Eve spoke to Adam, and Adam responded. He reacted and responded to that. And then, whatever he did after that, then it began with a response to that temptation. So temptation was the origin of it. 
and Atom's response was the reaction. And everything after that was just another, was just building on that initial response. Can you see that? And so that's the world that we have. All around you, look around you and see the world that we have, what's called culture. Human race fell from civilization to culture. And look around you now at everything that people do and look at all the horror and the mayhem and the violence and the cruelty and the wars and the suffering. All of it. And the confusion and the cruelty and the meanness and the hard-heartedness and the deception. All are an extension of that original cause. And so now, everything that we do misses the mark because everything we do is a response to the world around us and fallen people around us. And so therefore, you must refine the Creator and then begin again, begin anew, moving and having your being from Him. And then everything you do will be good and without conflict and without stress. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. All that would do is cramp my style, and besides, I want to set you free. I want to set you free, not tie you down with more church, more doctrines, more obligations, more labels. People say, I'm a this or I'm a that, or I'm a that or I'm a this. All it does is divide you up from the commonality, the brotherhood and sisterhood of humankind. That's all it does. I don't need any labels. I'm just a person. And I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. We're talking today about uh, something that Christ said. He said, all that sin are slaves. And Another way of saying it is whoever sins is a subject to sin, okay? So now can you see that if you fall away from the Creator and begin reacting, responding to some alternative will, some alternative intelligence, some alternative source, then you become subject to that source. See? You become subject to it. If you react to pollen, let's say there's pollen, and all of a sudden, for whatever reason, you react to the pollen. Well, then you become subject to that pollen in a sense, don't you? Every time it's there, you react and respond. See? It's something like that. Except far more profound. So now can you see that you were born into a fallen world and you can't help it. You can't help the family you were born into, the culture you were born into, nor can you help inherit the fallen nature that you inherit. But perhaps with time you can begin to wonder, to begin to wonder about things and to question and to begin searching for answers so that you might refine your Creator. So now born in a fallen world to fallen people, all around you then, everyone is an extension of that original temptation. Everything you see is an extension of that temptation. Everything misses the mark. 
See, the perfect action begins with God, and everything that he does is perfect. And if he operates through you, if from within you realize something, you just wordlessly realize something, and then you move without anger, without impatience, without excitement, without anxiety, you just move, then that is all an extension of what you realized. And the realization came by way of your intuition from your Creator, who gives you intuition. And then it's, it's beautiful, and it doesn't miss the mark. See, it's perfect. But if you add any of yourself to it, in other words, for example, if you move with anger, See, or you move with resentment, or you move with impatience. You've added the wrong energy, it ruins it. You've missed the mark. If you have a goal, some goal, you want to change somebody, you want to change something, you want to prove something to someone, you want to make an impression upon them, you want to, say you have some plan, some goal. Well, then, that's you then, see? So it becomes tainted with you, your plan, your goal. It's not from God. And so you miss the mark. Your action is not perfect. As children, you experienced where your parents were talking at you instead of to you. Maybe they said the right things, but it somehow missed the mark. It was the wrong energy, or it was pre-planned. You see, it wasn't pure. It wasn't spontaneous. See, it had the wrong energy in it. So if you have the right energy, which is just patience and calmness, and you move without effort. See, you put your own effort into it, some kind of tension, some kind of willfulness, some kind of tension, I can't, don't know how to describe it, but some kind of effort, then it's not perfect. You've missed the mark. So what you say may be technically correct. What you do may be technically correct, but it misses the mark. See? So to hit the mark, to do it perfectly, Christ said, be ye perfect, even as your heavenly Father is perfect. Now, do you understand? So, if you could not have any goal in life, and your only will was to do His will, if your only will was to do His will, and you waited without anxiety, you waited. If there were some issue, well, you watched, and you wondered, and you waited, until the issue resolved itself, or you realized some action, and then you move without effort, and accomplish whatever it is that you're, you intuitively move to do, and you don't even know what it's going to be. You just do it. It just spontaneously comes from you, so there's nothing of you in it. Now, can you understand what Christ meant when he said, let your left hand not know what your right hand is doing? So if you give, give without ulterior motive. Just give freely. And then it's a beautiful action. And if it's intuited or realized or it's what you know in your heart, then it's beautiful. And it has good, it has love in it because it's from God. And none of your will is in it. None of your animal energy is in it. And it's beautiful. And it doesn't miss the mark. See, but here's the thing. Just hearing about religion, hearing about God, hearing about Jesus... It's not enough. You have to experience Him in your innermost being. And what's blocking you right now from experiencing Him is undoubtedly resentment and being 
lost in your thoughts, lost in your daydreams and work, lost in your worries and doubts and fears. And so you have to learn how to stand back from those so you can get clear of them, okay? It's like being under the ocean, coming up to the surface, and there's the blue sky and the puffy clouds, and you take a deep breath of fresh air. That's what you need to do to come out of those daydreams that become nightmares. Rise above them and then find reality, the blue sky and the puffy clouds and where the birds are singing. And that's why I've made a little meditation, too. I've made a little meditation that has been very, very helpful to some people. It's been very helpful to me. And I think it uh, could be just what what you need if you really and truly want to get better, okay, and find out the purpose for your existence and find out just where you've been going wrong and what's been blocking you from finding all the good things that life can hold. So another way of saying it, maybe this will be helpful to you. Not going the wrong way is going the right way. See, not going the wrong way is going the right way, so just don't go the wrong way. Maybe you could get started by getting my little meditation. The free one is beautiful. I just remade it. You can go to SheddingShackles.com, click on our Resources tab, and there it is. Free! Or you could get the four-part meditation, which is absolutely beautiful. I think you would really like it. Begin to meditate for calmness. See, you need calmness because otherwise you have your own energy, some kind of nervousness, some kind of excitement, some kind of resentment, some kind of anger, some kind of hostility, some kind of goal that drives you on. See, so you meditate for calmness. And then in calmness, you can begin to realize. And then when you realize, then you can move graciously. Not going the wrong way is going the right way. So let's suppose that someone is asking you to do something, or they're pressuring you to do something, or they're trying to manipulate you to do something. So you let a heartbeat go by and you check with your intuition, and somehow what they're asking you to do just doesn't sit right with you. It just doesn't sit right with you, and so just don't do it. Do you see? You haven't missed the mark by not by just not doing it. See? It's so simple. And then from time to time, as you go through life, then a situation will arise with your parents or your kids or your loved one or someone. A little situation. And then you watch and you wonder and you don't know what to do. You honestly and truly don't know what to do. And you know that you mustn't run it through your intellect. You mustn't dig down there and try to dredge something up. You mustn't try to have any plan or goal. You just don't know quite what to say or what to do, and then all of a sudden something will come to you. It'll just come to you, and it'll be beautiful. It'll have love in it, and it'll have patience in it, and it'll be just beautiful. And it won't be angry and impatient and phony and manipulative. Can you see how so many of the things people do are manipulative. You can almost see right through it, can't you? Well, they just, they somehow don't get it quite right. But then other people, they know how to get it right. Well, it's something like that. 
you need to get it right. And the only one who can teach you how to get things right when it comes to the important things in life, like dealing with your family and your partner, the only one that can teach you is your Creator, and He teaches you from within, wordlessly. And then you just do the next right thing that you see or realize. And it's beautiful, and life becomes effortless, and life becomes sweet. Did you know that my most popular book is The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage, a spiritual and practical look at relationships. My favorite chapter is How to Forgive and Forget. The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. Check it out at Amazon.com or SheddingShackles.com. You can call my listener call-in line anytime, 24-7. The number is 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you, too, can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome back to Shedding Shackles. Shedding Shackles is supported by contributions from listeners like you. To view our many free resources and make a contribution, visit SheddingShackles.com. Welcome back. We're talking about what Christ said. He said, all who sin are subject to sin. I think you understand now, don't you, when you react to something. When you react to it now, you become subject to it. So if you only responded to what you know in your heart, instead of reacting to other people with anger and upset and tension and nervousness and hostility and rage and excitement, if instead you just went around calmly and instead quietly responded to what you know in your heart, then that response to what you know in your heart would become the heartbeat of your new life. And your meditation will help you with that. The meditation that you can find at my website will help you, will help you to start to do that. Now, do you understand what stress is? I saw... I was rereading a little bit of Dr. Hans Selye, who is, who is the father of stress management and the concept of stress. And he talked about how stress upon an animal causes the shrinkage of the lymphatic nodes and the thymus gland. And the stress causes an increase in production from the adrenal glands and, um, and an increase in size of the adrenal glands. And he talked about how stress causes gastrointestinal 
issues like um, ulcers, for example. And he saw that over and over again, regardless of what the stress was. You can read it very easily. He, his book, The Stress of Life, is excellent. Excellent. You should read it. But anyway, I was watching a little video that uh, someone made about stress, and they mentioned that it's called the general adaptation syndrome because the animal must begin to adapt to the stress. And then you see the things that I just described occur. And it adapts and adapts until, until it can no longer adapt. And then it becomes exhausted. Then it becomes sick or it dies. So he said that a lot of people are suffering from chronic stress. In other words, a continuous adaptation syndrome continuing to adapt to stress. Do you see it? Do you see what he's talking about? They continue adapting to stress. And so, if you're going through life now, and you're tense, and you're nervous, could it be that you're in a continual state of adaptation to stress? Do you see that in the garden, Adam reacted to stress, to the stress of evil, the temptation of evil. But had Adam held his ground, simply held his ground and watched, observed, and didn't react, and didn't respond, didn't get excited and didn't fall into thought, and didn't start running it through the intellect and thinking of the possibilities, if he had faith, in other words, and didn't doubt, if he didn't doubt, what God had said, and just held his ground, he would have been safe, but instead he reacted. And that's the beginning of stress right there. That's the beginning of the general adaptation syndrome that Dr. Hans Selye talked about. And we go through life adapting and conforming. Paul said, be ye not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind from within. So could you begin reacting once again to this stress? I'll use the term stress, but it's a gentle stress. It's a good stress. It's a you stress, as Dr. Hans Selye would say, of your conscience, which is intuition from God. You know it as conscience because, or anxiety, because you've fallen away from intuition, which you had when you were a little child. You were very close to it. If you could begin reacting to your Conscience, but not with resentment. Don't react to realizing the truth with resentment. If you see the truth about yourself, you see your own phoniness or anger or what have you, don't resent it. And don't resent your conscience. Just see it. Just observe it. Maybe it's a little painful. That's okay. Maybe it makes you a little sad. That's called remorse. That's okay. So, you know, repentance or remorse. Remorse is the first response to what you know in your heart and see about yourself when you see that you're wrong. And if you don't resent it, that's a, a wrong reaction. Then you'll begin to get better because now you're conforming to God again. Can you understand that you are then conforming to God? And then he teaches you and he gives you energy. It's a beautiful energy that has love in it. And it flows through you and you don't even know that it's there, but everything you do is effortless, without straying, without struggle. And it flows through you. 
begins with doing the little meditation. But you have to have the right intent, otherwise it won't work. The right intent is you want to know the truth, whatever it is. You'd love to know the truth. And if you have to see something wrong about yourself, well, you're willing to see it. That's the attitude. Not reacting, but responding to what you know in your heart from God. It's beautiful. I just published a new book. It's called A Walk on the Spiritual Side. Many people wish to have peace of mind, a sense of spiritual purpose in life, and above all, a right relationship with others, especially their loved ones. The secret way to the fount of understanding is there to be found by the sincere seeker, hidden in plain sight. The key to wisdom, love, and all the good things in life is found within. When you find this pearl of great price, you will begin a new life of purpose and joy. I'm reading from the back page of my new book called A Walk on the Spiritual Side. You can preview it free at Amazon.com or SheddingShackles.com. I don't think you fully realize just how reactive you are. But there's another way of, of living, and it's a life of responding to what you know in your heart. And then, whatever action or word you speak or do flows from is an extension of your response to what you know in your heart, which is a far cry from what most of us do most of the time, or all of the time, which is reacting to the outside. So, may I recommend that you get the little meditation that will teach you how to become still and get a little separation from those thoughts that now pull you into them and those emotions that pull you into them. When you stand back, you're free to realize. You're free to understand. And you're free to be patient. But when you're lost in your emotions and your thoughts, you're not free. You are compulsive. And you move with impatience or anger or resentment. Stand back and you will discover a whole new way of living. And you will also discover something else. Not because I say so, but because that's the way it will be. You'll discover God's gracious forgiveness and his kindness. And life becomes sweet. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is sheddingshackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.